Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Tuesday, December 12th, 2023, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice in this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind, not legal, not medical, none of it. Uh, Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest, and everything that we present uh, is for informational and and, uh, entertainment purposes only. And today we're going to emphasize the entertainment part of that. I became aware of this new film called Leave the World Behind. And um, my wife and I watch a lot of stuff on Amazon. Um, But this actually, it doesn't, uh, this movie is not on Amazon. So, We had to break down and get a Netflix subscription. And, of course, you can cancel that at any time. Uh, But I wanted to, and I, I do not do movie reviews, but I wanted to share some of the points about this movie and encourage people to, to watch it because this thing, all you know, again, we're, you know, a Christian-based ministry. Uh, we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask folks to consider following Jesus and why they should do that. Um, and, of course, we do disability uh, ministry. Uh, but these issues that are addressed in this movie are the things that we've been talking about for well over a year. I mean, and of course, that our podcast began October, late October, twenty twenty-two. So, uh, this movie was actually produced by the Obamas, by Barack and Michelle Obama. So I thought that was interesting, because when somebody who <laughs> was a president of the United States presents a kind of a, a um, an apocalyptic thriller, if you will. Um, I think you should take notice. I'm not saying, you know, they have to be your favorite people, but I, I think it, it's, uh, it's something that is, um, worthy of your consideration. The cast, of course, is, is actually quite spectacular. Uh, the story is very interesting because it's a little different than a lot of the uh, genre that it's come before. So the basic premise is that, you know, you have a family who is just kind of sick of everything in New York City, and the mother wakes up and rents a, a home on Long Island for the weekend. Um, it cost them like $2,000 for a couple days. I mean, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, where we live... Uh, people could pay their mortgage for a few months probably, you know, with that. 
Um, so they go out, and after they get there, uh, the Wi-Fi gets quirky, doesn't work. The phones don't work. And the the person that they, they rented the house from actually stops by the first night that they're there and says, hey, I, we got to stay here. So I give you a little bit of this. And so what I'm going to do, since this is a trailer, I'm going to play the trailer because, of course, trailers are made to promote a movie. So um, because I think this is worth watching, I'm going to play the trailer for you to listen to because we don't do video here, at least not yet. And um, I want you to kind of get the flavor of what this movie is. So uh, forgive me for um, the microphone handling noise. And let's take a, a listen to the trailer. I went online this morning and I rented us a beautiful house out by the beach. I figured if I made the reservation and packed our bags, it would eliminate most of the reasons to say no. This is nice. Kids look so happy. The Wi-Fi isn't working. Get a pad. I'm so sorry to bother you that this is our house. This is your house? Driving back to the city, then something happened. You want to stay here, but we're staying here. We need to get them out of here. They need to think everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay, isn't it? We are seeing ongoing cyber attacks across the country. Something is happening, and I don't trust them. Everything I know, I have told you. I don't believe you. I would do anything to protect my family. What you do is your business. Get in the car right now! Okay, so that is the audio from the trailer. And again, we give full credit to to Netflix and the Obamas and the producers and everybody who put that out. It's for promote that is for promotional purposes for the movie. Uh, I do encourage you to uh, to actually go to Netflix and maybe you have a friend that has Netflix and you can go over there and watch it. Um, it's a very interesting premise that these uh, these two families um, who don't know each other, you know, kind of come together in, in it's very, uh, it's not a smooth transition to the end where they realize that they are in what uh, some people call SHTF. That's when the shizzle hits the fan, if you get my drift. 
the title of this movie, Leave the World Behind, itself is a warning. You know, there's a, a spot later on in the movie where, and I'll, I'll come back and talk about this, but the family who, who took the vacation out to uh, Long Island, uh, the son had become sick. He got bit by a bug and some other things happened, which I'll talk about in a minute. But they go and they find uh, the, uh, the person who owns the house, who's very affluent. His contractor lives uh, also on uh, Long Island and uh, they go up and see him. And the father of the sick uh, teenager tells him the story of how his kid got sick and how they, they rented a house and that's why they're there. And he said, well, Kevin Bacon says, well, that's a blessing, uh, basically, because, you know, if you had stayed in the city, you would be, just be in a, you know, a, a, a shizzle storm, if I can put it that way. So the title, Leave the World Behind is an admonishment for folks to consider, don't you know, what's the world for most people? Um, and I'm not speaking really in a spiritual sense, uh, but you could look at it that way. I mean, you don't want to uh, gain the whole world and lose your soul, you know, as Jesus said, right? You don't want to do that. You want to follow the Lord. You know, because this is a movie, but real life, <laughs> you need to follow the Lord and not you know, be out trying to uh, to gain the whole world while you lose your soul. Because that happens to a lot of people. Uh, but the title, Leave the World Behind, is also a statement um, because the world for a lot of people is the big city. And for me it was, that's for sure. Uh, even though Pittsburgh is not a big city, uh, it's, it is a, uh, a city of, of some note. And, uh, of course, we have, you know, excellent sports teams and, um, you know, the city's known for steel. And of course, even though that has, you can't say it's gone by the wayside because there certainly still is steel here, uh, but it's not like it was um, way back when I was born and before that. Um, but you don't want to be, the message really from that is <laughs> you don't want to be in a area of high population density because you just won't survive it. You can't survive it. Um, and at the end, that those are the big targets, by the way, you know, from the enemy or enemies that were coming against the United States in this, in this movie. Uh, but the family was fortunate enough to take this vacation and at least for a couple of days that they thought that they did leave the world behind because they were out in, you know, even though you could see the city from the house, uh, they, for all intents and purposes, they were just in the middle of nowhere because there was no one around them at all on this huge property uh, or apparently uh, huge property. Um but I, I, one of the points that this movie makes very clearly, even though there's, I mean, there's so much symbolism because uh, it was produced by uh, uh, 
uh, Sam Esmail. The producers were in the Obamas, apparently, but Sam Esmail, who who made Mr. Robot, uh, made the movie. And uh, he is a huge aficionado of uh, Stanley Kubrick, and you can see that in a lot of the camera shots and so forth and how s- things are kind of put forth. Um, one of the main things is that even though the problems are right in front of these people, they can't see it for what it is. You know, they have this ship. It was called the White Lion. Uh, there's some symbolism there. I'm not going to go into that right now. But they see it as soon as they plunk down on the beach. They can see this ship on the horizon. It's not, you know, it's not where you can't see it. It's on the horizon. And it just keeps coming at them, and it's not slowing down. And eventually, it literally beaches itself. They had to run, you know, from where they were plopped down on the beach. Um, This is, you know, some kind of uh, uh, symbolism for, and it was an oil tanker. So it was, you know, the whole, the United States, the whole um, hegemony of the United States worldwide was the petrodollar. In the early 70s, you know, Henry Kissinger famously, you know, went to Saudi Arabia and struck a deal that no oil would get sold unless they used United States dollars for the transaction because the United States had gone off the gold standard. And so the standard now was basically oil. It led to a lot of, you know, actions around the world. You know, uh, (laughs) I mean, you look at uh, Saddam Hussein, he was trying to... uh, deal in oil in euros and look what happened to him Muammar Gaddafi was going to start a uh, an African dinar uh, oil based um, that would uh, and also gold based um, that would have made Africa just I mean famously rich and they put a bayonet up his backside but now the tanker has come home now, in, in the advent of the world of the BRICS nations that have banded together, of the BRICS nations that are now transacting oil in OTD other than dollar, the United States is having a comeuppance. Um, and this issue of oil has come crashing home. But the girls, see, they, they, they have a, a young teenage daughter, barely a teenager, 13, if I remember right. And she sees it, and, and, and nobody else, not the son, not the dad, not the mom, pay any attention to it. But then the next one to notice, as it's getting closer, is the mom. And she sees it, and then it, when it's almost on the shore, she's telling her husband, and, and then they say, well, should we go? And they finally pick up and run once it has crashed, you know, into the shore. 
And so these issues are gargantuan issues. I mean, they are literally existential issues for survival. I mean, economic survival, at least, uh, when it comes to America. And, and we are in the midst of finding out how this is all going to play out right now. So people cannot see this. You know, we, we've, since we started our podcast, we've been we're talking about these things. And, you know, uh, without a favorable, you know, currency arrangement, which for the U.S. was the world reserve currency, which is slipping away, uh, it's going to get rough. But in addition to that, uh, you know, the United States right now uh, is flirting with wars on three fronts uh, in the Ukraine against Russia, in the Middle East, you know, uh, backing Israel and uh, uh, backing Taiwan against uh, China. And then you've got potential, you know, we've got literally millions of undocumented military age men that have entered this country in the last year or two. So that could be a fourth front. And, and, and these issues crash into the shore of the United States, and people can't see it. They keep taking their vacations. They're not. I almost did a show today on, on food and water, but I thought it was more important to talk about actually seeing the issues. Because you can go on to Amazon and look up Augustin Farms and get, you know, a can of number 10 can of peanut butter powder for 10 bucks. <coughs> that is a, uh, a super deal. You should get a rain barrel for collecting water because you have to be able to collect it and store it and then filter it and purify it. But you've got to be able to collect it. A rain barrel is a superb idea. These people, as they go through this movie, they didn't have to do any of that. Oh, they did talk of, have, have a discussion during one point in the movie about going and doing all that. And then they just said, no, no, we need to sit here until we find out what's going on. And that was the affluent person who owned the house. And you know what? <laughs> That's a mistake. Uh, because until you wake up and start taking action that will benefit you for the long term, you are... Uh, just drunk and sunk, which they did do a fair amount of drinking in the movie. Uh, another issue I wanted to mention is the is the son who was very self-centered, uh, in some ways a very typical boy maybe. You know, he was 16-ish. Um, but he represents, in, in my humble opinion... Let me grab a little tea here. He he represents the youth and the and the strength of the of the country. Because who gets drafted? It's the 18, 19, 20, 23 year olds, right? Uh, and go and fight our wars. So he represents the youth, the strength. And he goes into the woods. Of which, you know, how many kids spend time in the woods anymore? Like when I grew up, we lived in the, in the woods doing, you know, stuff with our slingshots and BB guns and all the rest of it. Riding motorcycles. 
I, I, you know, what do kids do now? I mean, how many? Yeah, there are kids. The country kids do, but so many kids in the, in the city. I mean, they're just they're trapped by their their telephones and tablets. And I sit here and use telephones and tablets every day now. But of course, I'm in you know my early sixties. Uh, but we we did move to the country, so that's a bonus for us. But um, this kid, so him. And they, on, on this, you know, two-day vacation, which turned into the apocalypse, you know, him and his sister uh, go in, it's kind of a little exploration into the woods, and he goes in and he gets bit by a tick. Well, first of all, going into the woods with short pants, uh, unless you are, like, covered with a, uh, a good uh, bug repellent, is a really bad idea, you know. Some of the guys, I mean, they take, A, they're in long pants, they're always in jeans, uh, and they'll take some diesel fuel and actually put it on the cuff of their pants to keep ticks off of them. I heard that from, let's just say, someone with some military experience. Uh, But he gets bit, okay? The next day, he wakes up. And I'm not going to give away the whole movie, but these are just a couple points. Um, you know, he wakes up and his his teeth start falling out. So he he got attacked, you know, by a little bug. And yet, systemically, he's got a gargantuan problem. And so, I mean, people underestimate... Um, what an enemy that is perhaps small uh, but but powerful in its own right can do. So to me, again, this uh, a young man who represents the the kind of like the strength of the country, his teeth are falling out. It's like a lion, his fang with no fangs, right with no teeth. Um, you know you you just don't have the. Uh, you know, the swagger that you did when you had your teeth. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to ruin the movie and because uh, that's no fun for anybody. I want to encourage people to take a look at it. And it's not a godly movie. Uh, it's all, I would almost say it's a secular prophecy but it's not, but you know, prophecy is not really the right term. Um, maybe it's a secular foreshadowing would be a better way of putting it. And again, I would say since you know you had a a, a former world leader as one of the producers, uh, that they certainly know what they're talking about. And those who are not uh, Christians, which I do not believe them to be. Uh, they, I think, follow another uh, God. And uh, folks who, uh, let's say, follow a different path than Christianity, they kind of have a, a code, from what I understand, that if they're going to do evil to you, like especially in a big way, they have to tell you that they're going to do it ahead of time. And so many times this is done through the media, especially in movies. 
And so, and there's all this symbolism that is, uh, you know, that's in this movie. And so I think that not only is it kind of a secular foreshadowing, I think it, it could be, you know, what, at least in some way, what is coming to the United States. And people can't see it. Again, you go back to this family, mom, dad, sister, brother. It's right in front of them. And also, I mean, the the affluent uh, man and his daughter, and apparently his wife was coming back from uh, a trip as an art dealer, and uh, they don't know what happened to her. They're kind of they kind of start assuming the worst as the movie goes on. Uh, but he he was in the market. In other words, he was pro, he was some type of investor, broker, so, you know, some type of money manager. And uh, he could, even though he he had, uh, you know, a lot of information. Let's put it that way. Again, I don't want to ruin the movie. Um, and he couldn't see it when it started happening. He st- things started to click for him. But it's way too late at that point. Way too late. Like he had this nice place in in Long Island, and it's like you know, <laughs> uh, if you were smart, you would be way away from not just in New New uh, Long Island. You would be hours away, hours and hours away from New York, um, and you might uh, you know take a trip out west to go to the American Redoubt. Like Idaho, Wyoming, you know, those kind of places. But he didn't do that. And of course the 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 more middle class family that had come out to stay at his place, I mean, it's right in front of them and they couldn't see it. That's the symbolism of that that oil tanker crashing into the shore. That you if you watch the trailer you can see it. Um, again, I, I encourage you to watch the movie and I'm saying this because I think when you start seeing things like this coming from, uh, the secular world, like there's been a lot of prepper books that come from people who believe in Jesus Christ, believe in God, uh, like Patriots by James Wesley Rawls, um, like uh, you know, the Going Home series from Angry American, Chris Weatherman. Uh, but when you see a secular thing like this, especially with someone of, uh, you know, of that was a world leader, I think you should take notice, and you know, you can start assuming that these things are getting very, very close, folks. And you only have so much time to take any kind of, you know, action to benefit yourself. Because once it happens, I mean, it's just too late. And that's the, the main thing that really, these people are holding hand, like like the daughter of the affluent man who owns the house and the mother of in the family, uh, she was an advertising exec. And and they yeah uh, they did not click they did you know she she was um, very bristly with everybody everyone 
That's the Julia Roberts character. But as they see the city, you know, you know, bad things happen in the city, they're sitting there holding hands. Well, that's all real nice and good in Kumbaya. But what they really needed to be was in a different place that's safe. You need to be in a low population density area. Low population density, you know, with some food and water, uh, some energy generation, protection, etc. Which really, being away from everybody is, you know, your best protection. Uh, I just find this film to be, you know, again, a foreshadowing, a secular foreshadowing that... I think the reason they're putting this on is because whatever's coming, however it happens, and, you know, America does have, as they mentioned in the in the film, uh, has made a lot of enemies, almost with everybody, because of its world hegemony, because of the dollar status, which is now on the way out. And now who's their friend? Yes, it's uh, things. Things are going to get rough, and I say this especially again as a CEO of a disability ministry, saying, "Good Lord, if you have charge over someone who cannot take care of themselves, you know, as as a, a, a an adult, uh, and has a lot of needs, you know, medical needs, special feeding needs, special education needs." I mean, you need to step up your game, you know, like like you are running a professional football team, in my humble opinion, and get the things. Do you have medical? I mean, what if they need, you know, if somebody needs to run a suction machine like we did, like our family did, and there's no electricity, what are you going to do? We had a couple of, just to take this one issue. Now, back then, there were not solar generators. Not really. I mean, if you knew what you're doing, you could put something together, like a whole separate thing, like a, a solar panel, a, uh, a charge controller, a battery, and an inverter. You, you, you could have done that back then, you know, 15 years ago, when we were still taking care of our daughter. Uh But back then, what we did have was a, um, a jump box. You know, it's a box you, you could throw in the back of your car. Or if you're, you know, you're at home and it's cold outside and your car won't start, well, you can take your jump box out, hook it up to your battery, and jump your car, right? So we had that that would run for a while, um, with that would run a, the suction machine for a while, not for that long. Uh, but we also had some manual methods that we could do. Um, with like, uh, especially when we, uh, you know, we went somewhere in the van and then we, you know, got out of the van and, and went like to a park or, you know, what have you, or even a doctor's visit, we had, uh, like a bulb. It's like, you know, the bulbs that you use to draw, uh, snots out of a baby's nose. I hate to say it that way, but you, we had a, a, a tube hooked up to that and we could suction my daughter uh, because the stuff going down her throat would, you know, 
lead to an aspiration, which is, you know, fluid going into the lungs, and that's bad because then all of a sudden you're dealing with pneumonia. So these are the things you have to consider. I mean, like, to think that everything is going to go on like it did for the past 30 years, in my humble opinion, is a terrible, terrible mistake. And so I ask you to please get together with some folks, watch this movie, and see people that are asleep and what happens to them. <laughs> I think that's the moral. Some people have said there's no, there's no real meaning to the movie. Well, they don't see. They're, they're the ones it's about. It's about them that they can't see. Please, I ask you, ask God for wisdom so that you can see which will lead to you taking the appropriate action. Oh, folks, I mean, it just make it, you know, I'm not worried for me. Uh, it, it makes me, when folks who, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's so humbling. Every, you know, one of the things you can say about this movie is that every scene, every camera shot Every part of the uh, the script means something, especially how unprepared these people are. And you just sit there and watch them kind of, you know, nobody did crap their pants in the movie, but, you know, you could almost think that maybe they did. Uh you know, th these folks are so unprepared and they can't believe what they're seeing. And that is the problem, is that you need to, to believe what's happening before it happens. You know, you need to see the ship on the horizon for what it is. Okay, the movie is called Leave the World Behind. It's on Netflix. Uh, heck, we joined Netflix for seven bucks a month last night with the ads. We didn't see any ads on when we watched this movie. I found that to be odd. Maybe that's something special they're doing for this movie. Um, but folks, it's, it, to me, it's very interesting. Um, you know, I'm a fan of Stanley Kubrick and actually Stan S. Mayo and the stuff he did with, with Mr. Robot. Uh, it's also, you know, it's, it's frightening in its own way, but Getting, you know, having the uh, correct, uh, let's say, prompting from a film like this might help people save their lives. And again, there are folks out there that when they put out something like this, they're doing it because they know it's coming. And I'm, I'm not saying that they do. I'm not saying anybody about anything about the producers, the people made the movie or anything or Netflix or anybody. But there is a group of people in the world that before they do things that would cause people a lot of consternation and uh, you know bad times is they, they have a code of ethics, if you will, and, and I won't, really wouldn't call it ethics, is that they have to tell you what is going to happen before they let it happen to you, if that makes any sense. 
And I think it could be some of that. But time will tell about that. This is just my humble opinion. Uh, Again, I'm not giving anyone advice. This is not personal advice of any kind. Um, But I I bring up this movie to say uh, it's extremely well done. And the, the main thing about the movie is that the people of this country don't get it. The people of this country don't get it. They don't understand what's coming at them. They can't see that ship for what it is. So I hope you enjoy it if you choose to watch it somehow. You know, you get to Netflix and and, and watch it. Um, again, I'm a fan of, you know, Sam Esmail. He, he's a, a great you know, creator. Um, it's the end of the year. Please consider supporting encouraging angels i just got our uh uh you know we carry some insurance our insurance <laughs> went up now we as i don't i was saying to my wife i don't think we had any increases in the 15 years that we've been doing this that we've been you know paying the bills and so forth the insurance bill for 2024 went up 45%. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. If you find value in this podcast, if you find value in the writing that you see up here and the blog uh, and, you know, our music, you know, message and testimony, if you find value in these things, please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. Go to www.encouragingangels.org. Click on the Donate Contact Us tab. Again, the Donate tab. And you can give with your plastic card by clicking on the Cornerstone link. Or you can simply um, send something via snail mail to our post office box, which is lower on the very same page. Uh, If there was ever a show I did... Uh, that uh, that demonstrated, actually, when you mo- you see the movie, you'll see this demonstrated that the U.S. has no uh, civil defense plan for you. I mean, they had the blue screen talking about there's some interruption and so forth, but they didn't tell anybody to go anywhere or do anything, and uh, they didn't have anything set up for anybody to do anything like that. If that movie is to believe, there is no civil defense plan for the United States of America, in my humble opinion. And so somebody did address that issue. His name was Jack Lawson. He wrote Civil Defense Manual. And you can check it out at civildefensemanual.com. All the things that they at least touched on in the movie of food, water, Shelter, energy, and protection are covered in Civil Defense Manual. What about your communications? The the first thing that went is their comms, their communications. Uh, It's one of the things that that one of the the, uh, characters in the movie mentions that uh, his his customer was a, a defense contractor and, uh, 
you know, basically to take over a country, they take down the country's communications, they fill it with disinformation, and then a civil war will break up, you know, that they'll turn it on themselves. And the the work of the enemy is done by the people who were uh, whose country was shut down in the first place. Fortunately, you know, NC Scout wrote a great chapter on communications for Jack Lawson's book, Civil Defense Manual. Navy SEAL Matt Bracken on night fighting. Uh, Sam Culper on area study and intelligence. And of course, Jack Lawson writing on the neighborhood protection team. Wow, would these people, how different would this movie have been if they had Jack Lawson in the movie? Uh, telling them what to do and seeing them assemble uh, their community in a completely different way. These people in this movie are out to lunch and uh, they, you know, will have paid, you know, the ultimate price. Uh, don't I would say, if it were me, don't let it be you. Again, um, this is for your consideration, civildefensemanual.com. 950 pages of reference, two volumes. It's $100. In my humble opinion, it's worth it. You watch this movie, Leave the World Behind, and then take a look at Civil Defense Manual and see the difference it would have made in their lives. I know it's a movie, but I mean, seriously, folks. Okay. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.